guys. Welcome to episode three of the B team. This definitely isn't take two. Uh, Jerry's mic didn't no before this, um, but we're all here. Jerry, hi, are you there? I am here. Uh, I'm two for three. I'm batting 666 right now, and a lot of times my phone has died filming a podcast episode. So I hope to really bring that average down as we move forward. I guess kind of I want a Miguel Cabrera on my average as I move forward in the podcast as he nears the end of his career. Unfortunately, it's very sad. Wow, really sorry. <clears throat> sorry to hear that. Um, Pimo, do you have anything more interesting uh, over there? Not really, man. It's rainy here in Seattle. Um, drinking a nice little salute to sun, which is pretty ironic, I would think. But yeah, nice. not much else that going is, on. Really ironic. Podcast. That, that is ironic. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking rights for them either. I'm but drinking low calorie PBR. Uh, they're blue cans, um, so keep an eye out for these. Uh, <clears throat> these are gonna what's what's gonna help my help me lose weight. Uh, low calorie PBRs because um, I'm training, uh, I guess. So I'm I'm 25 years old. Um, I'm in the worst shape of my life. Uh, I live in New York City, crushing it in advertising. Um, it's, it's it's a good living the dream out an here. An ad guy. I'm an ad guy. Um, you know, just really living the dream. Except I, I'm in really bad shape, and I need to find a way to get into shape. So I sent some emails out to some men's hockey leagues, and uh, I. I got a response. I had to fill an evaluation and say like where I played in college or high school and everything. Fill this evaluation, send it to this shitty men's league rink in, in Chelsea, which is part of New York. If you guys aren't New Yorkers. Um, it's I cool. thought that was in London. Yeah, no, New York. It's cool. It's dope. Um, so I got an email back from this guy named Robert Brooks. Um, and he said, I'm the captain of a D4 team called ice hockey. And we are mostly former D1, D3, college, E-Coast, and AHL players. We have a solid core of guys who are looking to add some depth players to our roster. If you are available, our next game is September 25th. Let me know if you can make it. You can meet the guys, and we can give it a try. So basically, this is also – it's a D4 team out of, like, seven divisions. <laughs> he wants me to come to, like, a, a tryout, essentially, wow. meet the guys, and – he wants to add me. Him, him. He made it clear they have a. They have their core. They have their 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 Kane, Kane and Taves. You know they want me to be a fourth liner role. You know get in every now and then for a men's league that plays on Wednesdays at, at 10 p.m. So um, I, I'm I'm getting nervous, but uh, I think I'm going to start training and uh, we'll see how this goes. We'll have to get our producer Ben Feinstein to cut together a nice little Rocky montage of you training, Lee. I'm just excited for you to get back out there in the rink. Can't believe that this guy is making you try out, meet the guys. I mean, come on. Like, you, you were a stud for a D1 club team. What more can you ask? Yeah, did you not tell him about the feats of Honan Ice Arena that you did on the Colorado College Club hockey team? I mean, you were a captain. And if you weren't was, a captain, if you – I was, I was assistant captain. Okay, well, you were captain in our hearts. I'll tell you that. Thank that you. That whole student section, you were captain in our heart. And, I mean, yeah, this is surprising. I didn't realize you moved to New York City to, to play semi-pro hockey. The only <laughs> issue is that it sounds like it's just Division Four men's league. It's giving you a lot of details for Division Four men's league, I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, I bet. I bet they actually saw my my fucking resume, my evaluation that I sent yeah. in. Like, Ooh, Colorado College. Like, is this was this resume like a Survey Monkey? These were like fill out. Yeah, like, it was Monkey form. It was a it was a word document that I had to like enable editing and then edit. Okay. These responses to to their questions, um, and like you know, I had to tell them if I was a lefty or a righty and all this stuff. But I am sure they looked at it and were like, Colorado College, this is legit. Um, but they don't know that we didn't have a coach. We had seven players and two girls on our team, and we drank before every game, smoked cigs on the bench, and only could beat University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, and lost eight to nothing to Colorado School of Mines. Um, so if you're familiar with the Colorado club hockey scene, which I'm sure most of our listeners are, right. you're at. I'm pretty sure Pimo and I both gave intermission speeches at one point. So yeah. you could say we were both coaches. Or you, you're giving me a face right now, Pimo, that you didn't. Okay. Oh, no. It was Jack Queen. You and, and I. Queen. Yeah, yeah. Queen and I gave. So we were kind of coaches one game, too. And yeah, and you brought us beer during intermission because we were running out. That's so you, true. That's true. Another great beer. I actually was the manager before you joined uh, my freshman year, a little side cash hustle on campus. Do you remember that, Lee? Do you I remember, do, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that one time a player uh, went totally run our test at the club hockey <laughs> game, <laughs> broke into the crowd because these kids were, uh, were, were, were totally taunting him throughout the whole game, just on his ass, and he went into the crowd, full skates, helmet on with his stick, a swinging, <laughs> trying to take out these two fans of the opposing team for chirping him. And who do they send to break it up? Be like assistant team manager, me to get over there. They're like you gotta go stop him. You gotta stop him. Like what are you talking about? I'm going to stop him. This guy is. I said no way. I'm not losing my life over this. He, I was nothing to do. He was just swinging a stick. The police came. It was a whole thing, and I was the one that was supposed to like stop it. It was absolutely ridiculous. I tell you what, I wasn't getting paid that well. Yeah, that was part of the reason why I lost a year of hockey of my life because I think right. there was no team the year after that. Charge the stands. Yes, because they charge the stands and like they mismanage the money. Again, I was only assistant manager. I had not, I just my paycheck started getting lump at the end. I thought I thought something shady was going on here because <laughs> I started not getting my full paychecks. That only should have been like 120 bucks, and they're like 114.97. Like you can't spare the other 503. What's going on here? So things things got off the rails with that program quick. Yeah, that uh, that's pretty shady. Um, well, we've talked some sports. Should we talk some real sports? Should we talk some, some football? Yeah. yeah. Let's get yeah. into some football talk. Either that or we could just end the podcast here. You know, yeah. short little episode yeah. and just have talked about CC club hockey. But no, <laughs> I think that, since we're a sports podcast, we should probably get started with some sports. Tiger talk. Jerry, I'm going to kick it over to you to start it off, man, because okay, Lee's <laughs> Patriots kick the absolute shit out of Miami. We can get into that if we want, but I really want to know how you feel about the Lions getting their first win of the season. And not only that, they're undefeated. We're undefeated. You're right. We are one <laughs> one baby. One oh and one. And for a second there, I was watching with another Detroit buddy. I thought we, for a second there, it looked like we we're gonna go oh oh and two. And then that led us down to thinking, what if we go oh oh and sixteen? Are we an eight and eight team or are we nine and seven, seven and nine? Do where do we fit there? Luckily, none of that happened. We went one zero oh, and one, a good win in a very ugly football game. But 
you know, it, I was happy to see my Lions actually pull out a W because uh, uh, we, we were watching the game, doing a group family group text. And, I mean, honestly, it's like the Lions of the West Coast in a lot of ways. They're, they're, I mean, they're Lions beat for sure. But they're very Lion-esque, those Chargers. I mean, Phillip Rivers is an older Matt Stafford, incredible player, great quarterback, has never really won a big game or made a run in the playoffs. The Chargers just heartbreak kids to their fans. I mean, even next level, the Lions are the most heartbreak team ever, but at least they haven't left the city for the big one up north uh, and just left everybody in shambles. So, I mean, and they both find ways to lose football games. The Chargers are notorious for that, the Lions too. And on Sunday, it's like the other team just kept asking, like, will you win the game? 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 And finally, the Chargers were like, no, like, seriously, win this game. And Darius Slay, after a horrible football game, big play Slay, baby, steps up, makes a great pick at the end. The Lions get the victory, and we walk out of Ford Field 1-0-1, uh, as we've said. And, God, I feel, I feel good. I mean, a huge uh, stretch of our schedule now. We, we couldn't have – we lost that game. Season's probably over. We got Philadelphia on the road next week. Then we got the Chiefs at home and then at Green Bay on Monday night. Uh, so difficult stretch of our schedule here. Um, and that was a huge victory to make sure the Lions could, could stay relevant. And we'll see. But really pissed me off to see. Pimo, I'm sorry your Broncos lost. I know you're sad. But I'm even more upset that the Bears fucking won. Wait, can I say one thing? Yeah. This <laughs> – Philip Rivers and Chargers Lions comparison is that's like my favorite. I don't think I've heard that. Oh, Philip Rivers and the Chargers they, are are like Stafford and the Lions' older brothers. Like they literally are. It's something for you to look up to as another franchise. And I like your little thing to, that you have on them is that the Lions haven't left Detroit. The, the Chargers <laughs> have been a little more successful. Philip right. Rivers a little bit better than Stafford. Right. They actually they blow games all the time. All the time. Lose. Well, they, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I haven't thought about this before. No, I got to give credit to my brother, uh, Benny, Benny Rosenfeld, as they call him, Benny the Jet, uh, who lives in San Diego, uh, who grew up watching Detroit. He's been in San Diego the last 10 years, and he's just been surrounded by Lions, Chargers, football. And he pointed that out during the game. And my mind also blew, was blown and was like, oh, my God, it's so true. And, God, that game was the <laughs> epitomized it. I mean, if you watch that, both teams wanted to lose. They were like, please win this. You win it. You win. I mean, it was not a good football and game. But Rivers and Stafford are both, are both kings of racking up yards and then throwing late-game interceptions to lose the game. 100%. 100%. You're right. And we saw it again with Phillip. Stafford stepped up. Uh, Coach Patricia, God, he looks horrible on the sidelines. I mean, he, he just looks. Horrible. I mean, whenever they show the camera on him and his unkept beard, and he's so he's just like leaning onto his freaking crutch because he can't stand up because of surgery, and he's got a stupid pencil in his pencil in his ear with nothing to write. Everything's laminate. The pencil isn't necessary for anything. It's ridiculous. But you know what? We got the W. As Coach P said, we got the W boys. It's good to win those early ugly games in the year, early on in the year. So we'll take it. But I mean, I hate to read. Bring this up, Pimo. But I was actually genuinely upset. I was rooting so hard for the Broncos because of a Bears 0-2 team. Gosh, that would be great for the NFC North. But, damn, what happened? Yeah, man, I really don't know. I actually didn't watch most of the game. I was driving back from a remote part of Washington, had a nice weekend up at a cabin, but was headed back and was following the game on my phone as best I could. 
I saw the Broncos scored a touchdown at the end. Then some craziness went on. Like they were going to go for two, got a penalty, missed the field goal, another penalty, went for two, got it. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right, you know, not great start to the season against the Raiders, but we're one and one. I'll take it. I'm following it along on my phone. Fourth and 15, Mitchell Trubisky. I'm thinking there's no way that he gets it. You know, nine seconds left. Next thing I know, my phone refreshes, 16-14 Bears. Heartbreaking to say the least, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is the Broncos' defense through two weeks, no sacks, no turnovers. Uh, I know the cut Von Miller was a little <laughs> – I actually posted on Instagram saying – Anybody who's not on my team, I don't want you. So, Vaughn, I am on your team, um, but you got to step up. You got to step up, man. We can't be playing that terribly. I don't know. I would normally not be this pessimistic, but I think our season's over. Yeah, I think the Broncos were kind of expected to be like that. The Bears kind of stink, huh? Yeah. 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 Bears aren't very – we remember we all picked them to be – All were high. Yeah, to be in the NFC Championship game, maybe in the Super Bowl, and uh, they look like shit. They're Do you know why? Do you know why? Two words. Why? Mitch Trubisky. He sucks. He's not good. <laughs> he, he's the best thing that's ever happened to Lions and Packers fans everywhere and Vikings fans because, I, he, look, he made an amazing play on that fourth down. By the way, should have never happened. An absolute horrible roughing the passer call. Again, the, the Bears did benefit – pardon me. The Broncos did benefit from one earlier in the game. That was very questionable, which I think we need to talk about here. I don't like where the NFL is going and roughing the passer. I, can you touch the quarterback? Let's talk about that in a sec. So, Trubisky, though, made a good play here. Throughout that game, though, looked bad. Wasn't hitting throws. He did make a play when it mattered. But that was after he was given a second chance. Again, a good nod to a good player. You take advantage of your second chances. I'm not sold on Trubisky, though. A lot of hot, you know, and you were saying you've, you've talked with Chicago fans, not sold either. I don't think he's legit. I just don't. And that's why their offense is horrible. Their defense, defense is still looks stout. They're doing very well on my fantasy team. Well, congratulations on your fantasy team, Jerry. That's, that's fucking awesome. Great. Thank you. B- oh, wait, you just kicked my ass in fantasy. Oh, are you the one who drafted all those shitty Lions players? Uh, no, I picked Hawkinson up in free agency, and I did get carry on Johnson. I think those were mid moves. Good yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah, you did just beat me though. Shit. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I had the uh, the Patriots defense. If you want to segue into into a little bit of that. Uh, well, but, I want to know though. What do you guys think about these roughing the passer calls? I I just don't. I don't know. I don't like it, but there's nothing we can do about it. You know, the QB is always going to be protected and even more so with all the stuff coming about concussions I agree I felt like the NFL is kind of headed that way for a while uh, you, you know you can't even touch the quarterback and a lot of times it's just a split second play but and what are you going to do about it we can't you know, get you know what I, I kind of like about it is that the NFL is aware that when is is this for some reason we can't have 32 good quarterbacks exist in the world and <laughs> with Yeah, it's impossible. And as fans of this sport, every year we have to deal with like 17 to 20 and have like 14 terrible teams. And they're aware like, hey, guys, we don't have enough of these to keep this sport watchable. Like we got to keep these guys from getting injured. 
And so they're really concerned about their product because we look, we just had two Hall of Famers get injured this week, which we haven't talked about yet. Ben Roethlisberger is out for the year and yeah. Drew Brees is out for six weeks. That's two of the best teams in football, like every, perennial, like threats to win the Super Bowl, and they might be both done. And that sucks. Like, it sucks to not have those two teams. And Nick Foles is out for the year. We have – that one has worked out, though, because I fucking love Gardner Minshew. But it's cool that the NFL well, is aware of, like, how important keeping the quarterback safe is. That's my yeah. devil's advocate point. No, that's fair. And, yeah, this podcast loves what's going on in Jacksonville <laughs> at the quarterback position. We love that. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I will say – I just don't like when a quarterback's hit, if the, if the throw is interfered with by the hit, is affected by the hit, it shouldn't be roughing the passer. If his helmet is not helmet-to-helmet contact, but then the throw is being affected, which Trubisky's throw was, it shouldn't be roughing the passer. You impacted the play with the hit. It's not a late hit. There was nothing dirty about it. It was helmet to chest. It shouldn't have been it. And I know what they're saying is you fell on him, but I don't know how else you tackle. You're right. And I guess the trade-off on that is you got two superstars down. I mean, the Saints, another team we're very high on, they say six to eight weeks, eight weeks at least for this Drew Brees injury. I mean, his throwing hand has to undergo surgery. He couldn't even pick up a football on the sideline. I think the good news for the Saints is that their backups are, well, Teddy Bridgewater, who was a pro ball a few years ago before that injury, but also Taysom Hill, like, that they can mix it up. Sean Payne's going to figure some shit out. I think they'll win a couple games, but obviously, yeah. I mean, they got steamrolled by the Rams. Uh, so it's, it's, they're not the same threats there. The, the Steelers are going to stink. Yeah. Like, you can go I don't ahead. Know, Mason Rudolph's. You can go ahead and bury the Steelers. I would say yeah. they're done, man. Mason Rudolph is, he's scary to say the least and not in a good way. Not in the Patrick Mahomes kind of way. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen when he's slinging the ball out there. A lot of bad quarterbacks emerging in the NFL right now. I mean, we do love Gardner Minshew, and he almost led two. the two. to a game-winning touchdown drive at the end there. Really put his body on the line. But the fact that there are two quarterbacks from Washington State who will be starting in the NFL next week is scary. Did you see Minshew get off the plane? For the game this week, he was dressed full 70s garb. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, incredible. And I saw it. And I was like, where's this kid from? Like, Georgia State? And then we looked it up, and it was like East Carolina. Same thing. I think – maybe this is an overreaction. I think Minshew's legit. I think Nick Foles isn't getting that job back. I think – look, they're 0-2, but they've played the, the Chiefs and the te- Texans, who are two – very obvious Super Bowl contenders. And I think, I think Minshew, and Minshew looked great against both teams. He sh- they could have won that last game. And, you know, the 2001 Patriots started 0-2 with Drew Bledsoe at the helm. And then Tom Brady came in as the backup. No one knew who he was. Six-round pick, Gardner Minshew, six-round pick, two games in, 0-2. Keep an eye out. This is Minshew alert. Minshew may be the next Brady. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first on the B team. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's a hot take Tuesday. That's a Tuesday hot take. That's what we do here on the B team, though. Hot takes. Hot takes. Absolutely. Hot takes and, and, and warm hands. And warm hands. I mean, 
it wouldn't be a B podcast if we yeah. didn't have some warm hams on it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no. we should shout out hams. Uh, they're not sponsoring us yet. But we hope they do. It's it's a, a, a Wisconsin beer, right? Yeah. End of the Great Lakes. Blue Sky Waters. Yeah. So grab a hams if you grab if a hams and uh, hams. Grab, go. When you need a helping hand, grab a helping ham. 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 Hams. <laughs> I'm sure hams. my grandmother's gonna love to hear that our podcast is sponsored by. I mean. Beer from where is it? Wisconsin, somewhere. Wisconsin. They're our number one sponsor that we want, though. I mean, no joke. It would be dreams would come true. Three dreams would come true. Getting back on the Gardner Minshew train, though. I don't know if you guys heard this story that he supposedly stretches in the locker room before games, wearing nothing but a jock strap. I sit next to at work. A Washington Cougars fan. Someone who also stretches only with a jock strap. <laughs> he told me that there is video evidence of him stretching in the Washington State <laughs> locker room in nothing but a jock strap. Um, I'll try and get that video. We'll post it to our Instagram page, which will be up in the coming weeks. Follow. Is that on, is that on Pornhub? The- um, yeah, I think it was on Pornhub as American Mustache stretches his butthole but yeah I, that's in the uh the Gardner Minshew subcategory he already has his own category on on Pornhub which is really cool it's actually wow. trending in both Washington and Florida which you would never think those states could really find any commonality no. but Gardner Minshew there we go bringing <laughs> two states together Washington state and Florida what about East Carolina what about his early years um I think they should also have him trending. I'm a little disappointed in the fighting East Carolina Pirates. <laughs> Shout out my favorite murder. Good one, Jerry. Well, you no, know, I looked it up. That's legit. They're the real Pirates. <laughs> and that was sucking off Gardner Minshew. Uh, <laughs> a recurring segment we do a lot uh, yeah. on this podcast. What do we got next? <laughs> we love Gardner Minshew. No, is it time, Timo? Is it time already? Time for a little soccer talk? Is that what we're interjecting here with some soccer talk? Yeah, why not? I mean, I think wrapping up the NFL here really quickly, uh, the Rams are legit, the Texans are good, and the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys have any other takeaways, but those are mine from week two. Okay, got to shout out Broncos Local Sports Talk Radio. A pretty incredible stat came in today. All right. Pat Mahomes, okay, this guy is playing unlike perhaps any we've seen in the position this early on in their career. Of any quarterback in their first 40 games, he just broke the record for a quarterback in their first 40 games, the first to reach uh, the amount of three touchdowns with at least uh, four Oh, my God, I fucked up the stats so hard. It's in my head. It's coming out yeah, now. The segment's the going first, great, Jerry. It's the, going first well. quarterback, the first quarterback with four touchdowns and at least 300 passing yards, he reached it the quickest in his first 40 games more than any other quarterback, okay, ever. He has only played 19 games in the NFL. He's not even halfway, and he did it quicker than anyone else in their first 40 games. This guy makes plays. He goes off more than anyone we've ever seen. And he is so fun to watch. 
I don't know. I don't know. I would. I can't wait for the Chiefs Patriots AFC Championship. I'm just saying that now. He's so fun to watch. Every no matter who they're playing, I want that game to. Be, I'll go like turn off red zone just to watch the game that Pat Mahomes is playing in because he's so fun to watch. He threw. I think it was three touchdowns on his last six throws of the second of the last game, and just like it's crazy. There's someone open on every play, and he's he's so fun to watch. Um, he threw 50 touchdowns in his first season starting, so those stats aren't that mind blowing if you had that in mind, you know, Jerry. Um, but yeah, he's amazing. He's he's incredible. <laughs> I'm giving you the stank face right now, so you users now viewers now. This isn't Pony Pal, Jerry. It's not Pony Pal. Listeners. Different demographics. We're talking users all day, bro. Again, shout out Jerry's app, Pony Pal. Uh, It's going nowhere. uh, No, it's going somewhere. It's going wherever you want it to be. It allows you to connect to your speed. (laughs) Yeah. If they're going to sponsor us, though, Jerry's going to have to pay Pimo and I and our producer jake Hurwitz, of course um but yeah we're not gonna give them any free ads until he we gets have them. we have high level negotiations going on behind the scenes yeah. it'll yeah. it'll wait it's sooner now we'll move it over to the other side of the pond by that i mean england where yeah. all of our sports teams that we really care about are based i'd like to start off with the victors from this weekend jerry your reds of liverpool we're victorious. Three one winners. Um, got off yeah. to you know, a little bit of a rough start against Newcastle. Hell of a goal from Jetro Wilhelms. But um, Liverpool just doing what they did. Unfortunately, a tough loss today in the Champions League against Naples. Napoli, for all of you other listeners. Uh, 2-0. You know, what do you think about those up and down performances? Wait, wait, wait. Naples and Napoli are the same thing? The team is Napoli. It's, you know, hosted in Naples. I don't know. Uh, you know, just trying to Wait. get a color here. Wait, we won, but we also lost. So you had two games. Okay. I, I'm not happy. Let me tell you. I'm going to give you a take here. I'm not happy about the loss. I love the win. I think the win is really going to help this team win more. Um, I'm very upset at Fernando, Lorente, and – Derek Mertens. 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 Derek Mertens, who scored those goals against my my beloved Liverpool Football Club Roosters. And I just I think I don't know. I just we we have such great talent. And I want I, w- I wanted to start the year off two and out. But wait, you know there's the, so this will hurt the loss will hurt their chances to get into the playoffs? No, I don't play- think there's a playoff. There's no playoffs. I don't think there's a play. It's really bizarre. There's no, there's no fucking playoff. So what do we do? It's like, is it like bowls? There's bowls then, right? It's kind of like when you played like, you know, middle school basketball and the team that had the most wins at the end of the year won the champ, won the championship in quotes, you know? So yeah. I think, I don't know. I think, Pimo. This is kind of a weird scenario where the win helps you towards that team with the most wins wins the championship okay. loss hurts your chances of making uh, the playoffs. One of those. It's one yeah. of those. One of those kind of, you know, really weird situations that only happens in soccer. Lee, I know you know this already. Everton 
3-1 losers to Bournemouth. A lot of money spent on that squad this year. Marco Silva, people thought that he was going to be able to put it together. Just really hasn't been working out. I mean, what do you think the issue is with Everton this year? I mean, I don't know. It's our chemistry. Like, uh, yeah, David Silva sucks, and he's not a good team player. And we lost to Bournemouth, <laughs> Massachusetts again. And uh, I don't know. It's just – it, I'm sick of sick of this, and I think, but I don't know. Everton, I feel like we always come around, and uh, we're going to make a run, but it's going to be too little too late once again. So I can't really say any more on it. Typical Everton. Well, thanks, guys, for jumping across the pond with me. Wait, what about your team? Oh, very boring 1-0 win against Manchester United. Who really cares? I mean, all my sports teams right now are stuck in just pits of mediocrity with the only exception being the Denver Nuggets. The Braves are good. And uh, if you guys want to talk a little baseball right now, now's the time. Braves uh, secured a playoff spot over the weekend, pushing for that AL East pennant. I know your Tigers aren't doing shit. Pitiful. Or the pitiful. Fox are a dumpster fire, but. Uh, Yankees look good. Astros look good. I don't know if you guys have any other MLB. I, I, I've had the same MLB take for the past like couple of years. Astros are good and the Yankees are good. So it's going to be one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, and the Dodgers are good too, right? I was reading an article. Oh, they're always today, good. Um, and it was like there's only three teams that can win the World Series. And it was the two teams that you said, Lee, and the Dodgers. Do you uh, – do you know, though, who everyone should be rooting for? <laughs> Do you understand who? That team is the Oakland Athletics. I mean, look at Oakland sports fans. Their football team and the athletics here, as I'm looking here, eight games behind. It's like they're in that uh, – they're battling for that wild card, wild card spot and they'll make it. But Oakland Raiders are leaving next year, and – the Warriors are going back to San Francisco, where everyone already thought they were from, but you didn't know that they're uh, know Oracle that. Was actually in Oakland. Yeah, Oracle was in Oakland. And now they're hmm. going to an arena back in San Francisco. And then, like I said, the Raiders are gone, leaving Oakland only with their little athletics. Come on, Oakland. I mean, come on, athletics. Win it for Oakland. Can't they drive over to, to San Fran pretty easily? Isn't they can, but you know traffic. That's True. Tough on the bridge. Tough bridges. The bridges. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Go athletics. Let's go. Moneyball. Sure. Go A's. I, I say it every year. Go A's. Roll A's. It would be nice to see Billy Bean get a World Series title. Definitely a pro Billy Bean podcast here. Just yeah. a of everything that he's done for not only the city of Oakland, but the sport of baseball, which you can tell we're very passionate about. Well, when the Tigers are good, I am. Here's a segment that we've had on our show for a while now where we dive into a trade that may have changed the course of history or one team. Lee, kicking it over to you, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, so what I find really interesting is if you follow a team and they, they trade, they trade a, a conditional draft pick or they trade a draft pick, you never really follow up on what happens to that draft pick. You know, you'll trades this for a 20, 20 second rounder, and you never really kind of follow up on that. So what we're going to start doing, which we are, you know, the first podcast in the world to really start doing this. Number one. Number one. Uh, the B team coming in A for something. <laughs> uh, we, uh, 
uh, we're going to start looking at, at some of these trades. And one huge one that completely altered the, the faces of two franchises that two of us uh, both cheer for uh, is in the 2009 NFL draft. The Patriots, the New England Patriots, had a 73rd overall third round pick. Um, so what they did, they didn't really know what to do with it, I guess. Bill Belichick swapped us to the Jaguars for a 2009 seventh round pick and a 2010 second round pick. Weird trade. Jaguars, obviously in win now mode in 2009, took a guy named Terrence Knighton, uh, who Broncos fans later came to know as Pot Roast. He had a good career in J- Jacksonville, but then ended up in Denver and didn't win a Super Bowl with them, but com- helped to reshape the structure and like culture of, of that defense. And Pimo, you were a big Pot Roast guy, right? Absolutely massive Pot Roast fan. That is Jersey. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think I was one of two people in the world to have a Terrence Knighton jersey. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. But maybe more importantly is what the Patriots did with their – that round they dropped down to the seventh. And with that pick, they took Julian Edelman. Ooh. As we all know, just won Super Bowl MVP, is in discussion for a Hall of Fame bid with three rings and wow. the second most uh, receiving yards of all time and uh, postseason receiving yards of all time behind Jerry Rice. In that second round pick in 2010, the year after, uh, they took Rob Gronkowski, who just retired and will be a Hall wow. of Famer, and also won three Super Bowls. So this like seemingly random swap, I, don't, I still don't understand why the Jaguars wanted to do this swap and get – and give up a second rounder the next year and a seventh rounder that year to get this extra third round pick. I don't know. I Like I said, I don't know why they're in win-now mode to get Terrence Knight, but he, two huge crazy things that happened on both sides wow. and ended up affecting three teams. So really crazy. His, and Terrence Knight retired a Patriot too, so they ended up getting him in the end. He didn't make the team, but he did spend his last training camp in New England. So some crazy stuff there, folks. Oh. Doing doing some more of those coming up. Those were the that's incredible. I mean, that is really wild to think because you see those pop up during the trade during the draft. Sometimes you know teams just swap picks, and then to actually see that play out the way it did with those three players is pretty pretty cool. And you kind of look at those picks differently now. You know, though that was that was during the Del Rio years. You know, he's a gunslinger, man. He was a gunslinger. He was win now mode, dude. Who he's was? No Bro. 09 was probably uh, David Garrard or uh, yeah. Mark Brunel or Byron Leftwich. No. Yeah, I was thinking it was Byron Leftwich. I think it's David Garrard, though. I think that's yeah. when he made the playoffs or made a little, you know, little run. They were definitely in win now mode. That was they the, were win now. They dude. were. Del Rio didn't fuck around. He does it. He's one of my favorite analysts. Yeah. Uh, we're pro Del Rio podcast. Nothing gets me harder than early 2000s Jaguars quarterback. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Unbelievable. (laughs) If if we hit the right niche with this talk and they like it as much as I do, we're going to have some followers on this podcast. 100%. Jerry's taking his shirt off right now. You can't see him. I'm unbuttoning my shirt. I need need to cool down. I mean, that with that trade, man. Woo. Whoa, he's unbuttoning the whole thing, folks. This, this is good good radio here. This is good radio right here. <laughs> Getting hot in here, so hot. 
That's why oh, people wow. tune into this to listen to you sing Nelly acapella, Jerry. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Well, now that you fully unbutton your shirt, why don't you bring it home with everyone's favorite segments of yours, power <laughs> rankings and pick. There we go. Thank you, Pima. I am fired up for this week's power rankings because the team that comes in at five here, very, very interesting. And number one, we have the Patriots. Number two, the Chiefs. Number three, the Rams. Number four, the Cowboys jump into the top five. But look at this. At number five, on the non-biased NFL.com, not trying to create buzz at all, are the 2-0 Baltimore Ravens. Are the Ravens a top five league? I mean, top five team in this league? I know Lamar Jackson looks really good, but we're only two games in here. What do you all think of that top five? I think that it's tough because the Ravens have played the Cardinals. So I know Tied, the, the, the tough, illustrious Lions. Uh, and the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Seriously. But like I think they are good. I think they're legit. I think they're they're probably gonna they're probably gonna win the division. And they almost lost to the Cardinals. I mean it wasn't almost lose. They had the game control, but it was close. Like I yeah. think I think, you know, they were a playoff team last year that had a great defense, a great coach, and I think it's a fair ranking, but I I wouldn't put them there. Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure about the Cowboys either. I mean, I know that they have all the pieces there, but really just would like to see them play somebody who's kind of at that level. I think that we're just kind of waiting, you know, in these early days. Can't disagree with those top two teams, though. Chiefs and Patriots are the cream of the crop. And yeah. the Rams. The Rams at three look Look, yeah, yeah. look good. No Super Bowl hangover there. Make yeah. sure of that. Yeah. Uh, also, okay, I, you know, you're going to get a little bonus segment today because this is when I do major question mark. This, I'm putting a big major question mark on part of this list. At nine, you have the Chicago Bears. At 10, the Minnesota Vikings. And at 11, the Chargers. I don't see any of these teams in the top 15 based on their first two weeks. I want Bears at 17, Vikes at 19, Chargers at 20. Put them all next to each other, fine. They're not top 15 teams based on what I've seen. Or my Lions are a lot better. I, I, I agree for one huge reason for me. I'd rather have Cooper Manning than my quarterback than Kirk Cousins. That guy is so bad. He cannot win a football game. He, I mean, they beat the Falcons, but he threw the ball 10 times that game. Dalvin Cook ran all over, and their defense played great. Kirk Cousins, I think, was was like 14 of 35 this weekend. He's such a loser, too. He's just I, – I, I'm not on the Kirk Cousins train. Cooper Man, for quarterback. For as bad as the Broncos are, I'm infinitely grateful that we did not sign Kirk Cousins when he was yeah. – because that is just the biggest waste of $30 million a year. The, the case, case Keenum rental ended up being a way better decision. Yeah, and now the Joe Flacco rental. While it's probably not going to pay dividends right now, it looks a lot better than having another year of mediocrity with a guy that you're paying way too much money. I agree. I and love he was that, that mediocre. Like, I think he got a similar contract to Jimmy Garoppolo, but no one really knew about Garoppolo. That was like kind of like maybe he'll be really good. You knew Kirk Cousins sucked. He was just like the best option, so they spent $90 million or whatever. 
And the Broncos were smart for not taking that. I don't, I don't knock Elway for being like, no, I'll take Case Keenum. Yeah, 100%. Jerry's losing more and more clothes talking to all these white quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's time for your two's favorite segment. Pick them. The B team, pick them. Try to hold in your excitement, boys. On Thursday night. Are you ready? Yeah. On Thursday night, we got the Tennessee Titans going on the road to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a one-and-one Titan squad against an 0-2 Jaguar team. Pimo, who do you got? Yeah, I think for as much as we sucked off Gardner Minshew, I got to go with the Jags. Um, who even, you know, who even knows if Jalen Ramsey is going to be playing, but Jags. Did you mean just Titans? Maybe. No, he just said he wants to go with Minshew. I want to go with Minshew. I'm you can a- both go with Minshew. There's no rule about that. Can I, it's like, it's late on the East Coast. Can we wrap this up, please? Okay. Well, we're going to give Jags. you a minute. Okay, we'll give you good, good. Minshew. I'm going to Minshew, too. This is a pro Minshew podcast. All three for the Jaguars. Let's go down to Sunday night football. In our Sunday night battle, we got the L.A. Rams. Shout out Evan Meister. Oh, on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. And we got the 2-0 Rams taking on the 1-1 Browns. I was just say their record at first the next time I do this. Who do you got, Pimo? The Rams. Anything else to add? Nope. Lee Boy, who do you got? The fucking Rams, dude. They went to Anything the Super Bowl last year. They're playing Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, I also have. Who is listening to this? I have the. I have the. Your mom. Your mom's listening to this. And on Monday night, we got a absolutely mediocre matchup of the one-on-one Chicago Bears on the road. Against the Washington R words. Yeah, I, I got the Bears. I mean, I picked them to win the Super Bowl or make it to the Super Bowl, win at least the NFC East North. Um, yeah, Bears. Pim Lee boy, who you got? The Bears. I mean, I just don't really get like who's listening to this podcast. Like, why are we even doing this segment? Like, who? Do you and think- I have the. Uh, Washington, <laughs> Washington winning this game, and I think we need to check in and mark that down how we did last week. I believe we all missed the Buccaneers on the road against the Panthers. That was zero and one for all of us. We did not pick the Sunday night game correctly, or I guess we can cut this segment out too. Can't remember what we did on <laughs> Monday night. Did we pick the Browns or what? I meant to write this down before so I could go over. Oh, we, oh, we didn't talk. That Sunday night game ended up being the best game of the week. We, oh, we my God. It was such that. an incredible game. Yeah. We should have talked. Should we talk about it right now? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it right now. People I can uh, made it through do the a little bit of editing and try and put this into a better spot. Actually, I have, a, I have a lot to right say here. about this game. Okay. The beginning of the game looked like the bowl of two teams that should be good on paper and both suck. And it looked like the Falcons suck. They always suck. 
Carson Wentz isn't that good. And the game was so boring the first half, like I wanted to turn it off. And then it just exploded into being the best game. Sorry, the best game of week two. Because, I mean, that end of the game where Carson Wentz threw a bomb and uh, – and Aguilar. Al Gore, Al Gore, Al Gore, Al Gore dropped the ball uh, like he did on this whole global climate change thing. Al Gore dropped the ball, and um, it was just ended up being such such a great game. Uh, it was and, an incredible game. And then finally, the Falcons won. This is like the fourth time in the past couple of years they've played. And the Eagles, it's always the exact same game. Falcons have a drive, they can't score. This time, they threw a fucking screen. And they scored, and they luckily, uh, you know, they, they held them because of the drop. But Wentz looked awesome at the end. It was awesome. Pimo, what, what do you think? Can I just say how good of an audible was that by Matt Ryan to mm-hmm. notice the defensive coverage there and realize that if he was able to get it to Julio Jones and get a nice little block there, he was gone. I mean, normally you kind of call out a guy for running up the field and celebrating for throwing a screen pass, but I'll give it to Matt Ryan. That was a great audible. Audible of the year so far. Um, let's, let's give it up for audible of the year. Let's give it up for Matt Ryan. Wait, no, now I remember. I was the only one that picked Atlanta. Yeah. You all picked Philly. Yeah, I'm fucking champ. Yeah, you're the man. An and Aguilar, Aguilar drop away from – That from was such a bad back. drop. Catch the ball. He did make up for it with that incredible catch, but, I mean, almost made up for it because it's still lost, and he had the game in there. Oh, he did make the fourth down catch when Wentz yeah. was, like, in, a centimeter away from being down. That was a, that was a great game. That, was, and then that was such a great game. The celebrations at the end, the Falcons were so happy to finally beat the Eagles, and it, like, felt like a later-in-the-season game. It, it was did. Like, well, it was it was awesome. That was really a big is. win for the Falcons too. They're at one and one. The Bucks are at one and one. I don't think the Bucks are good. The Saints now with Drew Brees out are also at one and one. And the Panthers, you can go ahead and cancel their season. Cam Newton's yeah. probably gonna be out for a while too. Cam but I, nope. I think that was a massive win for the Falcons to so stay at five hundred, stay in the hunt for that division. Um they, you know, and they look good too. I mean, the Eagles look good, but the Falcons definitely proved a lot on that Sunday night game. That Sunday night game left us all chanting encore, encore, encore. And thank God we got the Monday night game right. I mean, thank <laughs> God we got to watch that great Jets Browns matchup. We would. I mean, God. I mean, that was just. Oh, that's football right there. I'll tell at you. The, at the very least, look. I, I honestly, I didn't watch the game. I'm still adjusting from summer schedule. You know, I can't. Mm-hmm. Give every night to football yet. It's coming. It's coming. You, you missed a lot. I'd watch the least, whole At least the people who tuned in got to see Odell make a crazy one-handed catch. I mean, that's like why the Browns are on primetime. That was amazing. That was legit. And guess what? They're on primetime again this week against a way better team, and it's not going to be a close game again on the other side. But maybe Odell will make a nice catch. Yeah, I don't think that, again, the TV execs anticipated Sam Darnold being out with mono at this point of the season. Oh, my God. They're playing the Patriots with – what's his name, Pimo? Nick Falk, another Washington State quarterback who we don't love as much as Gardner Minshew. No. Nick Falk, the backup to Trevor Simeon and Sam Darnold, is going to play the Patriots who have not al- allowed a touchdown this year. They might – not allow another touchdown because of who they're playing. I'm not saying they are really good, but they might go three games out of touchdown. 
True. You know, Lee, if your hockey tryout doesn't work out, I would say make your way down to the Meadowlands. Yeah. Give it a shot on the football field because I'll be damned if you couldn't play as well as Luke Falk. Yes. I, you know, when when Jerry, who was our flag football quarterback in college, went down, uh, I never threw the ball, um, but I, I helped lead the team, and I think my leadership might be better than, than, than Nick Falks. So I, I'm going <laughs> to try out goes, uh, and hopefully I can, you know, maybe end up as a role player, maybe a fifth defenseman, um, sixth defenseman, maybe seventh. Um, and if that doesn't work out, I'm going to head to the Meadowlands. You're right. Well, guys, tune in next week to see how Lee's hockey tryout went. Hopefully, his New York Jets tryout. We'll see if we can pull some strings and get that all situated. And, of course, more soccer, more football, more baseball. Softly as if I play piano in the dark Found a way to channel my anger not to involve The world's a stage and everybody got to play their part God works in mysterious ways So when he starts the job of speaking through us We be so sincere with this here No drugs or alcohol so I can get the signal clear as day Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon That never runs out of ammunition So I'm ready for war, okay? Throw your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah